Hey, hey, hey. You Hello. know what your take is? It's uh, excrement? Yes, that is the name I got of the it podcast. Right. Oh my god. Uh, you get an you get an A plus in the in the podcast. In the class. excrement category? Yes. Okay, um, perfect. Three hundred for ex- excrement. Oh uh, my god. Anyway. Well, hello, everyone. First off, I, I wanted to jump in here and just say, sorry for technical issues for the last couple of weeks. I have been in the process of doing a bunch of like weird technical shit. Uh, my computer's been moving around, and I've had a lot of traveling work, so I've been doing a lot of that. Yeah, and my, my family was also here this weekend, so that's why this is just a little bit late, is we've been so fucking busy. Um, right. But in my mind, we've been going so hard for what? How many weeks straight now? Many, you know many what I mean? weeks, it's, many moons. It's been a, a bunch. So yeah. I feel like we deserve just the teensiest little, you know, occasionally touch of a break yes. in there. So uh, either way, we are back. Either way, I'm Neo. And I'm May. And this is still your take as excrement. Uh, and today what? we're going to be talking about the movie 300. But before we talk about the movie, I'd like to think. Machine H Productions, uh, they have a uh, RPG called Hashtag I Hunt. We're also shouting out their uh, their short film um, nine nine on the, the Shutter Nick's the, Horror Film Festival. The Nick's Horror Film Festival that comes out on August eighteenth. Yeah, sure check thirteenth, not eighteenth, thirteenth. The spooky number. Uh, be sure to check that out. It's exactly one month after my birthday. That's how you can remember it. Oh, um, okay. Yes. Uh, We'd also like to uh, shout out Ambient Dream Studio. It's an Etsy store. Uh, the link for that's going to be in the description. Um, and I'm just going to shout out shout out my friend B uh, at uh, 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 stall, hold hold for for two seconds. Hold for uh, uh, looking up information. Yes, clever Corvid Crafts. Uh, yes. Uh, the link will be in the description. And uh, 300. Now, May, how how effective do you think? Wearing only a leather thong, greaves, and a helmet is in a pitched medieval battle. I would say or ancient battle. I'm sorry. Well, it depends on what you're trying to do. If you're trying to get your limbs hacked off, then yes, it'd probably be fairly efficient. Mm. And if you're also trying to have gay sex with your fellow soldier, then I think that that would be a fairly alluring approach. Yeah, it does. <laughs> you do have easy access to to all the important bits. Listen, yep. I deeply think that uh, Zack Snyder would like to have sex with gentlemen. I think Zack Snyder would like to have sex with Gerald Butler, or whatever his name is. Uh, Gerard. Gerard Butler. Butter. Butter. <laughs> Gerard uh, Butter. Gerard Butt. <laughs> oh, my God. No, this is good. Uh, the Jesus uh, Christ. Notably from the movie Machine Gun Preacher. Which also oh, yeah, isn't right. problematic whatsoever. Yeah, nothing wrong there. He's uh, never been in a spicy movie. Gerard Butler is fairly well known for being in these like macho dude movies. So, so okay, the the, the thing, um, the podcast. What it, what the fuck? Uh, the podcast is this season about Sigma male movies, right? And so a Sigma male movie is, as we've previously defined, a movie that kind of like views things through a very masculine lens and kind of sees women as sort of obstacles or accessories to this it's a man's world kind right. of vibe. And oh boy, does this movie do that. Right. So, and, and on one level, it's like sometimes the movie is actually criticizing the thing uh, and the audience is interpreting it wrong. And then, alternatively, sometimes 
the movie is saying the thing badly and the audience is interpreting it correctly. Yeah, it's uh <laughs> and and before we really get into this, I just want to shout out um Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. Oh yeah, it's Hardcore a podcast. History is great. He each episode's like four hours yeah and it's it's amazing so he he actually did a series called the king of kings where he wanted to uh in, like like do do a deep dive on on this the battle of thermopylae and like the uh the persian greek wars yeah but he he actually wanted to do it from like the persian side so he wanted to look at it from like what if you're in the persians corner um anyway so it's like 12 hours of him talking about about the the Persian build up to the Greek wars the Persian Greek wars right anyway it's fantastic it is significantly better at telling you what the deal is than this shitty fucking movie well okay so this this film all right there's there's like a lot to talk about here Frank Miller is something do you know anything about Frank Miller uh, the name sounds very familiar he uh, did Sin City oh yes uh, uh, the movie I have not seen I have. Uh, I have I've seen Sin City and its sequel. I do not like either film. Sorry, Robert Rodriguez, is a the, Texan. Is the sequel Sims City? <laughs> Get fucked. Uh, anyway, anyway, anyway. Okay, that's funny. But no. What was I? Frank Miller. Yes. <clears throat> Comics shit is dumb and lame. Uh, and I don't really want to get too into it, but Frank Miller is kind of the, um, let's call him the dark side of Alan Moore, right? right? So if Alan Moore is like this very well-articulated artist, um, Frank Miller is this very fashy, you know, shithead guy who, who, but the thing is, the thing that tied them both together is they were both very good at their craft, Right. right? So, uh... It's fairly rare, I think, that we even see well-funded and well-produced right-wing media. That kind of shit doesn't really happen. It, it's usually some sort of centristy, liberal or neoliberal approach right. to things nowadays. But it's very rare that you see, you know, like Dinesh D'Souza, right? He's not getting millions of dollars to make some stupid movie. So my point is these, these like, a lot of like super forwardly right wing things don't have a tendency to make it to the mainstream. Yeah. Uh three hundred did. Well in is is Zack Snyder right wing? Or or, or, or did see, he just not okay, think about welcome, the movie? Welcome to the ultimate fucking question here. Because okay, Zack Snyder clearly has a thing for Frank Miller. He did the Dark Knight Returns uh referencing in Batman v Superman. Uh-huh. And uh and also a bit in Justice League. Um he does have like tragedy in his life and that is something that like I think a lot of people unjustifiably go at Zack Snyder when you know he kind of he kind of <laughs> hurt uh his family and his family hurt him back. Yeah. I don't know. Like there's there's just a lot of like damage in his life, right? Uh-huh. It's it's hard to even begin to <laughs> describe that, but a lot of people just like go at him, right? Uh, as if he's like some sort of intentionally shitty asshole. Yeah. But he, I feel like he comes across very fanboy to me, mm-hmm. which is fairly innocent, right? But at the same time, he 
constantly likes Frank Miller stuff. Mm-hmm. He's constantly doing that. Right. He uh, made Sucker Punch, which I don't know if you've seen that I, shit. I, but when I, when I was oh a boy. wee child, I saw it one time. And I loved it. I didn't think about it whatsoever. I was just like, ooh, cool, video game movie. Cool dragons and airplanes and the airplanes shooting the dragon. And there's the the World War One right. bunny mech. Which, very cool. Very cool. Diva makes an appearance. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, um, no. Uh, the point is, <clears throat> he also really wants to adapt the Fountainhead. <laughs> right. Now... Do you know who H Bomber guy is? I I do uh no no H Bomber guy. Okay, so uh Harris uh ha- famously <laughs> defends Zack Snyder by saying that he's really doing an awful lot of uh satire in here and it's satire to such a delicate degree uh-huh. that it is completely indiscernible for which for like 300 or for his whole career, right. everything. Uh, and he's saying that largely he's a satirist. Um, so, like, 300. Here's the crazy take on 300, okay? Uh-huh. I have, before, we, before we actually talk about what happens in 300, right. the, here's the crazy take, okay? 300 is, like Starship Troopers, a propaganda film. Basically, a war propaganda film intentionally as, like, a story that dudes would tell other dudes to motivate them to do stupid shit and go die for dumb purposes. Like, it's it's meant to, like, it, it on every level objectifies every character in the same way that Starship Trooper does. Starship right. Troopers does. Um and, like, I feel strongly that Starship Troopers well represents itself in the sense that, like, I uh, <laughs> I understand right. what's being said. I, I understand that it's satire. With 300, because so many dudes think that it's the best movie of ever, there's this tendency well, I, well, for people to miss that it might... Yeah, well, I, I noticed that at, at the beginning where he's talking, where like the guy's talking about the story of Leonidas, and there's exactly. like, and it's like this is this is obviously like like made up bullshit, you know? Exactly. You know the whole, and, and like the even the wolf is like hyper CGI, like the wolf is very yeah. intentionally not supposed to be a real wolf. Yeah, yeah. So there's a that, lot of shit like you know, that in there. You, you've just you've just like made me like the movie more than I than I did. <laughs> <laughs> like okay, you've given me the secret knowledge. To well, so but that's a pretty decent. But, I feel like that's yes. a little a corrupted little take. But right. but so if we're talking about the character of Zack Snyder, who he is right. as a guy, um, you know, yes, he likes Frank Miller, but is he fucking criticizing well, Frank Miller? Is he satirizing Frank Miller? I, I don't you know. I just think he runs into the problem where he, I like like. With that level of like extremely subtle satire, yeah, you probably shouldn't also then have all of the very very racist shit. Yeah. Okay. So there's and well, also right, homophobic. Yeah. So okay. So there's like a oh boy. There's a bunch. Okay. That's so so to get well. in the movie, um, the the Persians are invading Greece, um, because in the so uh, you know what. I, I wasn't gonna do this, but I, I I am. So I'm going to I'm going to describe the movie briefly. 
then I'm going to actually describe the historical events so we can look at what interpretations were taken. Yeah. Because I that that's a pretty important aspect of, of, of some of the other problematic parts of this movie to me. Okay. Okay. So the Persians are invading Greece um, because they hate freedom and they want to make everyone <laughs> slaves. So yes. they send all these envoys and these envoys say, hey, you just give us some dirt, some water, be our subjects. And we'll be on our way. Um, and Leonidas is like, hmm. Well, fuck you. Well, well, no, but first he's like, well, we, well, he's like, fuck you. But fuck you because the Athenians said fuck you. He's not, he's like, he's like, we can't be weaker than the, the than the, the, Athenians. the, the, the boy lover Athenians is how he says it. Yeah. Um, and so he then uh, throws... He calls them gay. It's fine. Yes. Anyway. Uh, he calls them, like, gay, effeminate uh, artists. Oh, my God. Um, and then he throws all of the uh, Persian envoys into the well. Um, and that... And then, so anyway, so so then then the, the Persians are like, all right, time to invade, Gre- invade Greece. Um, I, I can't remember if they even talk about this in the film, but... The so the Spartans receive this oracle. They get, well, they go to the oracle. And the oracle's like, no, you can't, you can't fight during the, these like religious ceremonies. So Leonidas takes his honor guard to go for a walk. So he hasn't raised the Spartan army. He's just like, well, me and my honor guard are just going to go dick around, right? Uh, so he We're takes to go be hot and strut yeah, around on a beach. He takes his honor guard to uh, go defend the pass of Thermopylae. Um, he picks up a couple other Greeks who are effeminate bitches because they're not Spartans. Right. Um, they then uh, hold this small, uh, like mountain pass against the the Persians who are. I, I, I you know, I'll talk about that later. So so they're holding this small mountain pass. There's this uh, hunchback who wants to fight with them. But since he is hunched back and cannot... Eugenics are good, actually. Yeah, and since he cannot uh, hold his his place in the, in the shield wall, which they don't really actually use ever, uh, he can't he can't join them and fight with them. Uh, despite, he could have just put them with the other Greeks who he thinks yeah. can't fight. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, so the, uh, the cripple of the hunchback then goes to... Uh, King Xerxes and is like, hey, you can totally outflank the Spartans. I'll show you how to do it. And then the Spartans get outflanked and they all die. Um, I, 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 th- I, th- I think one leaves to tell the story. Right. Um, okay, so what actually happens is uh, Persia owns Anatolia, which is modern-day Turkey. There's a bunch yes. of Greek colonies in Anatolia. These Greek colonies have been conquered. They've already hashed out their deal with the Persians. Um, the Persians are, like, the most benevolent ancient empire ever to exist. So, like, when they took you over, they would literally be like, all right, what gods do you worship? Okay, what do we need to do to, to like, facilitate you worshiping your gods? Like, do we need to do anything? Do you need help with anything? Okay. This sounds very uh, Star Trek. Like, it, like literally, it's like, it's, like, it's like, how does your military fight? Like, what tactics do you like to use? Because when we need soldiers, we want to make sure that your soldiers are fighting in a way that they yeah. like. Like, you know, it's, it's like, we don't want to take your archers and put them on the front lines. So, like, yeah. tell us how, how, how your soldiers are used anyway. So, anyway, so they're just, like, giantly, like, if you pay taxes, like, here's all the benefits to being in the Persian Empire. Right. So, like, anyway, so, 
So, but the Anatolian Greeks, the Ionians, kept on, like, rebelling, and they kept on trying to get the, the, um, Greek Greeks, like the Athenians and the Persians to help them. The, the, and, like, the Spartans. And the Spartans were like, fuck that. Like, no, we're not, we're not going over there and fighting the Persians. And the, so they're like, they're like, no, we're going to piss off the Persians and they're going to come kill us all. Fuck you. Right. The Athenians got tricked into helping them. And so, and so the Athenians help, help all these like revolts. The Persians crush the revolts and go, okay, well, we can't have you like constantly selling over here and starting revolts. So like either it's like, so either join our empire, here's the benefits or just fucking stop. Like. It's like if, if if you want us to look at you, we'll look at you, but you don't. Yeah. So the the Athenians keep on antagonizing the Persians, kind of, until they finally just start. They're like, "All right, fuck you. We're gonna we're gonna come over there then." So yeah. the first invasion, the Spartans didn't help like whatsoever because they had religious ceremonies. So the Athenians fought the Battle of Marathon and beat the Persians. Yeah. Then in all this time, Spar- like the Greek is the Greece is like a backwater, like. Like the center of of human culture civilization in that area was like the Persians. Like the Greeks were were like backwaters, you know. And mm-hmm. they, they were like the the uh, like the Spanish people the, with the Romans. Like it's like they're not really the center of what's going on in the world right. in that area. Yeah. So then then it becomes then they invade the second time. You have the Battle of Thermopylae. Then anyway, so so the big key important differences is. Uh, the Persians had were significantly less slave horny than the Spartans. Seventy percent of the of the Spartans of of um, of Laconia's population were slaves that were brutally oppressed by the Spartan ruling class. Like it was shocking. One of, no it was, one, I'm sure. It, it was one of those like one of the few slave systems that were that was kind of worse than like American chattel slavery. Oh lord, like, they would. Every year, they would have their children hunt down slaves and kill them just to show that they could. Well, that's fucking anyway, wild. So the Spartans kind of fucking sucked. And, uh, okay. And it's like the whole, the Persians are the evil uh, colored Asian, like darker skinned Asian African people coming to destroy Western civilization is the most frustratingly garbage take I have ever heard. And it pisses me the fuck fuck off yeah it is a giant fucking thorn in my side i hate that narrative fuck that narrative to death well and and see okay we have to begin getting into interpretations of this yeah and that's why our take is excrement you right see. so um <laughs> somebody uh, somebody said in the comments section last time, they were like, um, aptly named podcast yeah. with you and your shit takes. And I'm like, yes, we've done it. So Yeah, you got any better ones? I think that 300 is too perfect. Hear me. Hear I, me on this. Okay. As a as a propaganda film for every right wing talking point that exists, yes, ever, yeah, it is too perfect. Yes, like it covers invasion by brown people. Right, it covers eugenics are good. Actually, yes, it covers we should probably listen to God. It covers strong men, powerful yeah. women need to be in place. 
and like it just covers, covers there's, all there's, this bullshit. There's nothing noble or dying I, to stop yeah, martyrdom. The, to, yeah, to like, stop brown people from coming to your homophobia, home. right? Yeah. They, they, they like demonizing gay people, demonizing brown people, demonizing demonizing people who look like they shop at Hot Topic because they got all the piercings. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, Come on. and all the tattoos. Well, even yeah. Well, actually, that's Herodotus was kind of like Xerxes is a little effeminate. Compared to us Greeks. Fuck that. Fuck you know what I mean? But fucking of course. So <laughs> my my bit there uh-huh. is that it's it's too perfect. It's like it's like every Fox News talking point yeah. and you just turn on Fox News for five seconds. And well, you know I mean the funny? whole point is about defending your 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 country, your soil, yeah. with your blood. <laughs> yeah. You know what's I really mean, funny? Wait. Is uh the Persians killed uh Leonidas every single Spartan mm-hmm. and uh, lost a fraction of their army. Yeah, and then it like, was completely it was a, a footnote in history. Absolute strategic victory for the Persians. <laughs> the the combined army of all of Greece except for the Thebians were well, the see, ones who beat the Persians. That's why I feel again. So so the thing right doing this is is almost irony. Right, because it's yeah. taking this like shitty, horribly oppressive society, and painting them with this glorified lens where they're not only are they great, but they are essential right. and cool in and important in history. Right, right? when ultimately they're a footnote in uh, of a footnote, yeah. and they have not that much interesting uh, to say. And then you've you, you like. Do that in tandem with making Persians look evil, right? Uh, well, and and what's funny is is a lot of things that that this movie portrays as Spartan characteristics and Spartan ideals are literally just Athenian ideals. Like when Herodotus talks about them in his histories, he is yeah. he is talking about them as he's like all of the Greeks, but the Spartans are like most right. of the Greeks except for the Spartans because they weren't like it's like it's like. Athenians had democracy like they were they had they were like free so like whenever this movie is like we have to defend the freemen of Greece the Spartans would have like never talked about that shit right because they didn't like the concept of 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 uh of uh everyone being free they really liked their slave state yeah well so it seems to me that even the most charitable reading of this is is either somebody wanted like this society to look really really cool yeah. and glorious for some vague confusing reason right and then the <laughs> the other thing is that somebody is kn- knows all of this shit because how would you not know all of this shit if you didn't like directly research it right, right. so if you're researching it and let's say your name is Zack Snyder yeah, or Frank Miller even. Right, and you're researching this shit. You you learn all this shit, and you the things you choose to leave out, like the slave state thing. You know the the things you leave in, but then glorify like right. eugenics, shit like that. Well, spooky ooky. I don't think in in Herodotus' account the traitor he didn't really describe the traitor. So the whole like he was a he was a hunchback was purely 
post Herodotus. Yeah, that was an invention later. Yeah. Well, so and again, why are we including a eugenics is right good actually take? Well, you know what I mean? And it's like Herodotus's histories are written as like a stage play. Like, like yeah. they're written because Herodotus would get up and like perform them to people. Right. So I kind of refuse to believe that that Zach Miller uh, cannot comprehend or Zach Snyder. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, Frank Miller. Frank Miller and Zack Snyder. I refuse. They're the to, same guy. I refuse to believe that they can't like at, like read Herodotus and understand what he's trying to communicate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I don't know. That that's my thing, right? Is like this stuff is pretty plain, which implies intentionality, and of course it implies intentionality. We would like it to, well, you know. That, yeah. That's what we want. We want these movies to be intentional. So, if it's intentional, that means that it's either intentionally right-wing in a fucking really weird and very descriptively awful fucking way right. and encourages boys and men to do exactly the same bullshit that Leonidas fucking does. Or, uh-huh. uh, it's like, basically... A guy disguised as a dude bro in Hollywood decides to jokingly and ironically adapt Frank Miller and do it in such a way that it comes across like it's a dirty propaganda film for every imaginable right-wing value in such a, like, overly cinematic way that it's almost, like... It, I mean, it's it's a piece of satire in the sense that it looks completely identical to one that is not. Right. One of those two is possible, but that's, like, about it. I I don't <laughs> I don't know. Well, and before we get into, into the ad break, I also just right. want to point out to, to all of the people who think the Spartans were the most powerful Greek state militaristically, um, the only reason Spartans had any military dominance is they had trained professional soldiers where everyone else had these like militias right. so all the farmers would would get their helmets and spears and shields and form a hoplite yeah the moment everybody else started having like professional militaries the spartans were just another greek state like they they, they totally lost military dominance like the moment everyone else had professional armies yeah so and their big rival uh the thebians their whole bit was was their their professional army, the Sacred Band of Thebes, which mm-hmm. is like they're like our professional corps, I should say. They were all gay for each other, and of and that was like built into the built into the core. So I do want to say the Spartans, like, kind of after this period in history, routinely got their ass beaten by the Sacred Band of Thebes, who were just like three hundred gay dudes in a hoplite together. Um, <laughs> Fun fact. The things that we choose to say are cool in history, other than the things that were actually kind of cool in history. Yeah. You know, anyway. Um, well, is it, it ad break time? It's bitch? ad break time. Okay, ad break. Uh, if, if you want to form your own uh, sacred band of Thebes, pick up your silver shield with a uh, gorgon head on it, and grab your, grab your boyfriend, and go off and, and fight in a Lacedonian plains. Hey, I'm gay. Can I join the war? Oh my god! <laughs> Absolutely. Um, all right. Anyway, uh, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to actually do that bit as an ad. But uh, really, August August thirteenth. You know what you should do, May? Um, should, shit my pants and die. No. Well, that was what I was planning first, on doing. First, you have to turn on Shutter. Then you have I to go to the, the Nick's yeah. 
Film Horror Festival. Okay. I said those words out of order, but I, I think it'll the be fine. general idea was. And uh, came then across. you should watch Nine by Machine H Productions. Do you think that will help me shit my pants and die? I don't know. I haven't seen it. I desperately need to I shit can, my pants and die. I can guarantee it'll be good on August thirteenth and cool. All right. And 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 if you, you disagree, if you disagree with me, then uh. Come to come to my house, and we will have a duel at dawn with pistols in my in my parking lot. Olivia and Philomena have crafted the perfect film if you want to shit your pants and die. Uh, um, so get ready for that one. Sign me the fuck up. We would also like to thank uh, Ambi Dream Studio. It's an Etsy store. Don't let your walls be be barren. Don't let your dreams be dreams. <laughs> Populate them with art. And in livery and yeah. and things that will look significantly better than the landlord special. Yeah, and so, we all know the landlord special. It's that all. gooey kind of cum like, like looking wall yeah. texture. Don't, don't let your wall look like cum. No. Either have no. it be covered in cum or go to go to Yeah, that's I mean or you go could to Etsy try it. And and buy some shit. From Ambient Dream Studios. Yeah, check it out. Go uh, take a look also, inside. I just want to shout out, shout out my friend, uh, B, B. Uh, Clever Corvid Crafts. Uh, they have a bunch of clearings. They're really neat, like tarot stuff, kind of like mushrooms and knives and shit. Go check it out. Get some yeah. earrings. Hit it up. Yeah. Fuck with it. All right. Well, back to... Oh, yeah. Hold Back on the, the fuck oh, up. Oh, oh, I wanna, yes. I want to quickly mention there's a second version of my book, Fluids. That's right. I wrote this stupid book. You yeah, need it to a, read it. It has a dead bird on it. It does. What, is that a chicken? No, it's a dead bird. It's just well, like a dead like bird, bird. What kind of bird? I don't fucking know. To be well, honest, I didn't take the picture. I stole it from the internet. Like did, I do what? every uh, idea that you, I have. You, you stole? Yeah. I plagiarized it. <laughs> well, all right. You heard it here. Uh, you first. heard it here. Buy my plagiarized book. I, listen, I can make these jokes because listen, I'm the publisher. So, <laughs> like, I, 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 who who loses? We have a uh, we have a complaint line. It's one eight hundred. Fuck you. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Oh my god. Um, this is very funny, but also no. Please, if <laughs> if anyway. Okay, we can move on. We can move on. Yeah. We can do it. You know what I can't move on from? Um, 300 How much I hate fascist fucking propaganda. Well, uh, if, if, if we're taking that interpretation of it. Well, my question is, I mean, yes, it's it, objectively it's fascist propaganda. There's whether, no way around it. Whether it's satirical or not. That is the, in, and, and also understand that there are two kinds of context. There's the context with which something is made, and there's the context with which something is watched. Right. The, the context with which somebody consumes something changes its internal meaning. Mm-hmm. And if it is able to be consumed and misinterpreted, even or interpreted correctly, regardless, like... If that is possible, then it is guilty of that. Right. It, it can't not be. It, it, they're synonymous. So, well, and like, if you have a fascist interpretation of three hundred, I can I can absolutely see it. Like watching the film, I can see why that's a reasonable interpretation of the film. Yeah. Watching like if you're if you're watching Spaceship Troopers and you think that that's really fucking neat, you're just an 
idiot. Like well, if, yeah, if you if you don't see the satire, well, but it's kind of like watching RoboCop and thinking that it's an endorsement of you know a police state. Right. Know? It's like, uh, no, like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> nope, uh, not. So, yeah, I I don't know. I I just think that the the intelligent put put so many quotation marks around intelligent, please. Like eight or nine, at least. Reading of the film is the the one that is simultaneously uncharitable to the film itself and also uncharitable to the viewer. So, like, okay, we can read it as as it's like a good thing somehow because right. Zack Snyder is very clever or whatever. But <clears throat> we should probably be reading it as it's consumed. Right. Which is, your dad turns it on to be like, this is what manhood is about. Yes. And you watch it, and it's fucking... It is... Absolutely <laughs> right-wing propaganda. It's, it's literally the, the, the bit from Holy Mountain made yeah. into an entire movie. Yes. Like, literally. <laughs> yeah, the whole bit. The king has the biggest muscles. Right. You know? Yeah. The king is king cop. Yeah. He's the king of the cops. Cop king. Um, Look at his giant gun. And his big beard. I mean, he literally, it's the same. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, the point is, like, is this movie making fun of itself by being so fucking excessive? I don't, I don't know. The, 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 the I think, think, I feel like the key here in, in some regard is probably Sucker Punch. Okay, well, we know Frank Miller is, is literally right wing. Yeah. Like, for at least a while there. So that's something we know. And right. he also did some wild shit. Uh, so these are things we know. Uh, on the other hand, Zack Snyder is still kind of up in the air, I feel. Uh-huh. In a weird way, somehow. Uh, even though, yeah, I don't, I haven't liked anything that Zack Snyder's made in a while. I haven't, but I don't know. I like, like watching, not this movie, watching some of his other movies, I just feel for the dude. Yeah, sometimes. Uh, but, okay, so the key to this, the uh-huh. thing I was trying to say, the, the, the Martha scene in Batman versus Superman. Yeah. No one wanted that. Right. No. So so that's but, the thing to mention. You know what? I wanted it. I like that scene. Well, hold the fuck up, smarty pants. Let's go back in time to what? 2016 when that came out? Right. So, in 2016, everybody was very excited for Batman fight Superman. Wow. And they didn't know that it was going to make fun of them for right. going to see the stupid idea. Uh, they couldn't have f- fucking imagined that Zack Snyder would do such a thing, but yet right. that is that is low what that scene is. A lot of people are like that, like Martha's my mom's name too. Scene is stupid, um, which it is. And the thing is, no one at any point asked the question: Is Zack Snyder aware? of how stupid this is. Right. Um, and I would argue, and I think Harris would also argue that uh, he he did uh, right. understand, like he, like us, understood what he was, what, what he had made. Oh, and I, I, 
I, I like this scene because I like conflict resolution. Oh my and I, god! It, it warms my little Fucking heart Jesus when they're Christ. able to to find common humanity in each other because they both love their moms. Anyway, wow, that's that's um okay. Anyway, so <laughs> uh, I I just think that that like Zack Snyder is he he's. He's not stupid. I've met a lot of filmmakers, and and I know many of them have this very blue-collar approach to it. They don't really have this poetic care or or interest in craft, which is not to say that, like, Zach is, like, some poetic bastard. I don't know. He writes these scripts, um, generally, and his written material is not super great. But also, I don't think he wrote 300. Mm-hmm. I think he directed 300, and his directorial style was one of glorifying this so fucking much right. that people ask the question, is this fascist propaganda, uh-huh. or is this RoboCop? Right. And honestly, I feel like with RoboCop, you understand that it's RoboCop. With Starship Troopers, you understand that it's Starship Troopers. Mm-hmm. With with 300, I don't know, I, I feel inclined to take the uncharitable approach, which is to say that while this movie is gay as fuck and also does all of the things that, like, you know, fascist shit is, which is, like, this big glorification of... Massive size, massive sacrifice, big strength, objectifying fucking everything. Uh-huh. Like, I find that to just kind of suck. Right. You know, but it's also intentional. You know, nobody sits down and goes, I'm not going to write any actual real characters in my story. Right. You know, everybody's inclination is immediately to personify the story in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like... Zack Snyder would have had to intentionally not, like, give them that level of character depth. And he had to intentionally objectify them. And, I mean, this, this I feel like, implies intent. And if it implies intent, then I think Zack Snyder done did it. Right. And I'm not saying that this is a sin of some kind. I'm mostly asking what his purposes were because... You know, they weren't the most clear. Uh huh. I feel like that's like the biggest problem with the movie. Its intent is not clear, and if you're judging it by how it's consumed, it's mostly consumed to try and be fascist propaganda. So, what are we supposed to do? Like, this is a case where the satire is either too good or too bad. I I don't know. Yeah. Well, Zack Snyder wrote the screenplay. He did. Yeah. Fuck. He also wrote the screenplay for the second one, but he didn't direct it. No, oh, that's that's fucking. That, have you seen the second one? Um, no. I was busy uh, doing drugs. I honestly kind of want to watch cool. it because it's actually the cool drinking. It's actually the cool battle in that war. But anyway, uh, not to not to get like massively slogged down. Uh, no, it's okay. But I just you know just like. Two giant armies on boats in like a in like a tiny little area that have to like just charge each other in boats is is pretty fucking cool. Anyway, uh, 
You're a nerd. I am a um, giant fucking history it's, nerd. It's, it's so it's, cool. Um, yes, uh, I agree. Like, anyway, imagine being the captain of a boat and being like, "Sail closer to that fucking Persian. My hoplites have to stab them with spears." I mean, that's that's a choice for sure. <laughs> um, listen, history is filled with fantastic choices. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so anyway. Uh, where, what were where we doing on time over here? How are we doing on time? Oh, we're at 45. 45? So we, got, we got 15 more minutes we, we, of this we, shit. Yeah, you get so, 15 more minutes of podcast. That's pretty sweet. Um, yeah, so I do feel like I don't have the most nuanced take on this. I don't either. I, I think that it has, it has a lot to do with time. It has a lot to do with the, the last decade of my life. You know what I mean? Where it's like, when I first saw this, I was like, ooh, cool. And then I learned about how all the ideas in it were bad. And then I was like, ooh. When Sat when I was in uh, eighth grade, all of my friends in boarding school saw this movie. And they wouldn't shut the fuck up about it. And I w- wanted to interact with, with, with them talking about this movie. But I couldn't watch it because I wasn't allowed to. My parents right. wouldn't let me watch it. So I went and I actually read books. I got I went to the library to go I, read about what I, happened. I, I read about I I read about what happened so that I could engage with people I was trying to be friends with on three hundred. Um, Damn. They then uh, called me a fucking idiot because I got it wrong. Because it wasn't like it because was in it the wasn't movie. like it was in the movie. And the movie has to be right. So I got pretty belligerently pissed off and i wrote a like eight page paper on 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 the actual account of of the battle of thermopylae and how the movie 300 contradicts it uh based off of a uh a a pretty detailed summary i can't remember what website i got the summary on but yeah. i read like i read a summary a of comparison. 300 and then i wrote a paper about about the actual historical events and the importance of historical accuracy in film that's okay i so, mean i i did a similar thing uh oh what the fuck who am i kidding no i didn't no uh anyway uh, yeah but so i was kind of like I so th- the watching this for the podcast is the first time I watched this movie. Um, really? Yes, and I so I have hated. I have not liked the movie uh, for a very long for a very time, long time, despite not seeing it. But seeing it just reinforces everything I did not like about the movie conceptually. Yeah, I mean it's yeah, and it's, I, I did try to go in with an open mind, and I liked like I liked the whole. It, this is someone telling a story, and there's inaccuracies in it. I like yeah. that angle yeah. a lot. Um, the first couple action scenes are cool, and then it just kind of gets boring after a while for me. Yeah, I mean, it's very repetitive, and a lot of it leans heavily on Gerard Butler's performance. He is very good in the film. He is very hot, too. Which is a problem. It's I I would want in each and every one of the Spartans to crush oh. my head in oh. their thighs. Oh, my. Okay. That's like a watermelon. Wow. <laughs> you know, I get you. Yeah. I understand completely. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, so, so, have you, where well, are you at with Zach, though? Like, 
Where, here, here's where I'm at with Zach. Uh, if I was in, we, a, I mean, where is I, he at now? Yeah. If I was alone in a room with Zach, I would take one of those like interrogation bulbs, shine it in his eyes, and I would say, What's "Why? Your why did you cast deal? the darkest sub-Saharan ac- actors you could find to play Persians?" Yeah, that's a little spicy, Zach. That's a little steep. That's like. That's certainly a take. I don't know. It's just like I don't. I can't articulate why that feels so like wrong to me. Yeah. But it, I mean, it's just if it, it's like you demonize them so much, and you don't even, and then you like you like make them make them like African. Yeah. I don't know. It just it, it's just another one of those things that kind of adds to it's like this just feels like anti person of color well, propaganda. And, and- and Truly, it's like, the 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 color grade of the movie is meant to exaggerate and highlight the difference between the whiteness of the Spartans and the darkness of the Persians. Like the but, color grade itself I- enhances this. But the like none of the actors are even like Persian though. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> it's fucking bizarre. Yeah. So it it's just. That's my big question for honestly. That's my biggest question for Zach. Is like, why did he do this? Why didn't you just like get a bunch of Persians to be the Persians? Like, well, it's kind of like if I was is in that a room. Still the preferred nomenclature for Persian? Yeah. 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 Um. Anyway. Anyway, I'm sorry. If I was alone in a room with George Lucas, uh huh. First off, I would thank him for his service. Uh, then I would cry. Yes. And then after I finished crying i would say anyway um why did you make wado a jewish stereotype (laughs) have you speaking of jorge yeah have you seen that interview where someone is like was like yeah i really like you know how star wars is always about the rebels you know you know the rebels fighting in the jungle and george lucas is like yeah the Viet Cong." and the interviewer is like Oh. Oh. Oh, that's what... Uh, oh. oh, that's what... Oh, oh no. Uh-oh. <laughs> like, 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 George is literally like, yeah, the Rebels are the Viet Cong. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> it's great. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. It's my favorite George Lucas moment. <laughs> it's very good. Well, Jar Jar is the key to all of this. If we get Jar Jar working... Because <laughs> he's, fun, he's a funnier character than we've ever had before. No, I don't know why we're talking about George Lucas now in the... Uh, are you looking at the the titties on my water I'm bottle right now? I'm wondering why you have uh, nude Akali. Uh, not only Akali from League of Legends, but the, uh, I can't remember, the K-pop skinline Akali nude on your water bottle. Uh, Lydia gave them to me. They have uh, tits on them. It, well, it's not It's not that there's tits. I, like, you've always it's had tits on everything. Shit. It's why, why is there... Tits Listen, of a you, specific league skin. I don't even fucking know. I just saw tits, and I was like, it would be funny if these were on my I, water well, now bottle. Now I have to show you the source material. The, You've done the this context for this is that I'm very asexual, generally. <laughs> so me putting tits and shit on things all the time is kind of funny because I'm not all that interested. I it I it's it's just it's literally the fact that it's it's League of Legends hentai. More so than anything. Well, and apparently it's for, like, some streamer, too. Oh. I don't even know who the fuck. 
to well, be honest uh, with you. Uh, well, and why not? Why not Evelyn? Where's Evelyn on that water bottle? I don't fucking know. Everyone, not, maybe everyone, Evelyn's everyone on... in the comments talk about how Evelyn is just the greatest person how in that skin line. How the fuck did this podcast turn into a League of Legends hashing out? Well, and we talked about George Lucas. Where yeah. the fuck are we going? Okay, uh, let's, uh, let's we gotta gold, wind back around. Gold mid or excrement? <clears throat> ah, Jesus fuck. Well, at least we're back. Um, gold mid or shit. I, I hate that we have mid ever. Um, it was you. I fucking know. You did this. I know, and I immediately picked it. Um, I'm gonna go with shit. Yeah. Yep. Because let me let me see that water bottle. Oh fucking Jesus! All right. Anyway, I'm gonna go with shit, and here I'm gonna do my little soapbox over it. Uh huh. I think that even if the movie was intended uh, with grace in mind. Uh, even if the movie is just one big joke, even if the movie is intentionally propagandizing something silly uh, in a silly way and is innocent, Mm -hmm. it is consumed with very ill intent. Uh And because of that, I feel the damage that it could potentially do uh, uh, and continues to do is not that great. Yeah. Um, although I will say there's an element of the film that is very equal opportunity. It doesn't just objectify women. It objectifies men too. It doesn't just... <laughs> well, it thank isn't, God. <laughs> well, and it isn't just stereotypes about Persians. It's also stereotypes about fucking, like, ancient white people. And, yeah, I don't... <laughs> and, like, <laughs> regardless of, like... Regardless of inclusion being uh, good, actually, or not, it does attempt to address, like, eugenics and uh, cultural ideas that we don't think about when we think about right. this time in history. Uh, if the cat steps on my keyboard, I'm going yeah, to kill Cindy, her. Can you... Like, so my parents have been here this weekend. Yeah. And neither of them... I think my mom's, like, allergic or something. Like, uh-huh. neither of them want to interact with Cindy. And Cindy has been desperate for love and affection from my parents the entire time they've been here. Oh, Lord. Um, but anyway, so uh, my, my take on the movie. Well, my... I So when I was in... When I was pursuing my, my degree in history, there were a lot of people who whose interest in history was about these these moments where... where, uh, the we- where Western civilization weathered the storm of the... Uh, insert racist take right so um i i literally had someone who i was talking about the battle of vienna um yes which is which i i did not know at that moment was a uh, alt-right dog whistle and they started to interpret me talking about just this cool historical moment where where a besieged city was saved like literally within the last hours and they they thought that i was a nazi (laughs) Oh no! Um, and I had to be like, uh, "No, fuck you, you Nazi prick!" Like the Jan- the Turks are cool and Janissaries are are kind of op- awesome, except for you know them being slaves. But anyway, yeah. you know, so I really, really, really hate this whole like dog whistle history moments that this movie started. Yeah. Like. Anyway, and so uh, because of that, this is this movie shit for me. I just. Nothing pisses me off more than someone saying, "Oh yeah, I like this historical event too." 
the insert slurs got beaten by the white people. And it's like, that's not why I like it. Yeah. Well, Fuck and, you! <laughs> well, and, you know, there's something to be said for its visual style. Um, even though its visual style is kind of, like, stupid when I think about it. That, like, right. speed up, slow down, yeah, fucking just overly like, saturated like weird shit. CGI blood everywhere. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't love it. I don't. I don't really love the film. No. Uh, in any regard. But, I mean, like, I remember very specifically watching this with my dad. Oh. <laughs> my dad. And this was a long fucking time ago. I was, like, seven or eight. I was, like, a kid. Uh-huh. And he was, like, the whole time he's, like, this is, you know, the, the society that we're protecting. Right. You know, like, from, oh, no. from the, the, you know, the Mexicans coming in from the border. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the mentality was in, in some capacity that the Spartans were similar to American patriot men. You know what I mean? Like, and when I say patriot, I mean like a guy that would describe himself like a patriot, like fucking yeah. Rush Limbaugh or some bullshit. Yeah, like the Patriot Front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, it's that shit. Yeah. Right. And it's it's this white society must be protected, and this is why we kind of come back to the, the sigma male concept. Words. Ugh. Uh, well, so to come back to the. Uh, to come back to the um, thing I was saying earlier in the podcast about, oh no, where did it go? It left my brain. Oh no. I just said it, and then I stopped saying it. Uh, Hold on. What were we just saying? Uh, we were talking about how this movie kind of does the 14 words thing. Before that, right before uh, that. Uh, it, it's, you were watching with your dad and talking about, oh. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, so, like, no, I don't think that was it. No. Anyway, edit anyway. all this out, if you can, because, uh, uh, like, <laughs> I feel like an idiot right now. Well, I've I've done that a lot, and you've told me to leave it in because it's, it's funny. Okay, so. well, I mean, listen, everybody, I, I'm uh, hungover. I, how do you, how do you say, hungover? Anyway, so my brain does not want to do it. I... No, it's uh, it's fine. I, I, if we tally up all the times I've been like, there's so many I want to say and I can't remember. Yes. Uh, I easily have like three per episode for your one this one time. Okay, fair. So. But no, I mean, oh, I was saying something about patriots. Yes. Right. It, it, those guys that like view themselves like that. It's uh-huh. it's representative. The film Three Hundred is representative of their values. Placed in a mythological context that makes them feel like a repetition of history is that white people who are strong and tough have had to martyr themselves for their women and children and society against brown people who are always invading and trying to take them over. Thus, never trust brown people, kill them if possible, and understand that they are in no way part of society. Uh-huh. So it's this like blanket fake society version of white society. They view themselves as not only the majority, but the only body 
in their society uh-huh. other than you know slaves which are comfortably left out and like the idea being that they have to protect their freedom at all costs right it, ironically very similar to an event you might have heard of called 911 <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, like, there was a big push of this whole, like, justify our need to go in and protect white society uh-huh. thing. And this movie is a product of that. And it it is a repetitious cycle of regurgitating this stupid fucking bullshit. Right. And so it'll just do that forever, and, uh, and then we all die. And then Basically. we all die. Yeah. So I'm not saying that the movie is terrible, I think that the movie is a well-made, well-constructed, even if constructed for good purposes, representative of patriotic white society values that don't include uh, the marginalized people that built their fucking society. Yeah. Uh, basically, is like, I feel like it's. This is literally the history as the KKK would like it to be presented to you. Exactly. So I, I said something recently in a YouTube video where I was saying that, uh, like, I think that goodbye uncle Tom is more racist than birth of a nation, <laughs> which is hard to defend because right. birth of a nation is literally KKK propaganda. And uh-huh. goodbye uncle Tom was intended as an anti-racist film. But which one actively, actually enslaved and caused the suffering of black people? Right. So, you know, it's fucking the the Italian one, of course, because they don't give a shit about human rights, dude. <laughs> so like, so like, foundational Italian uh, filmmakers be like, human rights more like human privileges. <laughs> Well, and so that's why, like, on a weird scale, it's kind of like, you know, a lot of people forgive the racism in, in Star Wars Episode One, right? Like, that was my sort yeah. of mention with that, is that or George Lucas Star has Trek. largely, yeah, well, George Lucas has largely gotten a pass for that Episode One racism bullshit. He made them Asian for some reason. Why did he do that? Uh, The Jews. Yeah, uh, he sort of personified a lot of. uh, It's fine. Anyway, so we. uh, So, (laughs) my point here (laughs) is that, like, Zack Snyder is very much guilty of doing this in 300, and it's a. Is it a byproduct of what his intent is or whatever? But regardless, even if he's exaggerating something that he thinks is stupid. Like, for joking purposes, even, I can't even, I couldn't make sense of it. Uh If that's what he's doing, then, oh boy, is it the perfect movie for your racist, shitty dad to be like, this is why we have to kill the Mexicans that come in over the border. And And you're like, Jesus, dad. And if, like, people are watching The Boys and thinking that that it's, that it's, it's, yeah, it's what about the fuck how good right-wing ideas are. Yeah. It's like, can y'all just stop watching our satire you making fun cool of you, it? please? Yeah. Like, well, and it makes me kind of go, um, I don't think that there's a ton of value in making fun of them. Yeah, not anymore. When, when, when no. it's, they're just like, yeah, that's how I am. That's how I should be. That's what I aspire to be. And it's like, shit, fuck. We, but, we made it stronger. 
And if 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 Zack Snyder is truly making an ironic gesture towards Bush invading Iraq with 300 um and and the movie is is trying to endorse that war uh in a in a kind of subtle unsubtle way yeah um you know that's pretty fucking rough i don't i don't know it's it's got to be a product of its time but it also it it is a representative film of the values of people in the country right now that are not saying they're Nazis. Hey, mate. Yes. What's your favorite film take on uh, on the Iraq War? Black Hawk Down. Ooh, that's a good one. I, you know, my mine's another Ridley Ridley one. Yeah. Uh, uh, the director's cut of Kingdom of Heaven. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Why that's did Ridley right. make so many so many Iraq War movies? He really didn't like it. Uh, he he really thought that it sucked that we were doing that. Um, oh well, he could have. I don't know. <laughs> made Black Hawk down less of a boner for the military. Oh yeah, absolutely. We actually talked about that, didn't we? I think I don't think we did an episode on Black Hawk Down. We should though, because yeah, that would give me an excuse to watch watched it, again. it for the podcast. And I guess just didn't talk about it. Anyway, I feel like no movie captures the horrors of war quite like uh, Come and See and Black Hawk Down. What uh, was I what was I watching that I thought did did a good job? Uh, Generation Kill. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's like the sort of subtle, uh, how it changes you over time, but... Right. Um, anyway, we're talking about bullshit now. Bullshit. Uh, are we... Where are we at? Yeah, it's, oh, it's, it's time for us to go. Oh, where? Uh, well, I have to, I have to show you the source material for the, uh, boobs on your, on your, uh, water bottle. Oh, fucking Christ. I'm gonna go pee. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> All right, well... Well, May's gonna go pee. I'll yeah. see you later. See you next week. Um, we're 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 gonna try really hard to get this out earlier on Saturday next week. Yeah, uh, I am incredibly sorry for all the delays. We've just been busy as fuck. We've been getting life. Life has not been going easy on it us. It has not been going but easy. But with that, goodbye. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Uh, don't die. Don't die. Uh, you've got to come back next week. Um. Then that's why you can't die because yeah. you have another. You have an appointment. You have an appointment with your with take us. excrement. Yes. Okay. Can, all right. I'm gonna go pee now. Goodbye. Bye.